This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you so much for being with us today. Today I want to talk to you about forgetfulness. Does anybody have a problem with remembering things? Oh my goodness. Why do I forget? That's the real question. And how many levels are we actually talking about here? The forgetfulness issue is a very multi-leveled issue that people rarely take the time to focus on. And I'd like to just bring a couple of these levels out to your attention because we're seriously affected. Now, let's start at the bottom and work up today. I usually work at the top down. But let's go from the bottom and work up because we can jump through a few of them pretty easily because we all agree. Short-term memory loss, generally speaking, attributed to electronics, the minds, low current circumstances in our bodies. It tends to register short-term incidents and subjects and information we get. And that sets us along slipping up to remember where to put my keys. You know, what did you say? Now, he told me where it was. Now, where was that? So there's so many short-term issues, particularly in the modern world, because the electronic world we live in, swimming in, actually, affects the short-term memory, the recollection. Because what it's actually affecting is the storing of the information so that it isn't there for retrieval. Okay, it isn't so much you can't retrieve it, it's that it hasn't been stored correctly, so we have difficulty retrieving it. So that's the superficial level. Then the next level that we move to is remembering what matters, remembering what you set out to do. Now this is where distraction comes in. You got went to this particular place to see this person or get this done or whatever, but so many things distracted you along the way that when you actually come to the conclusion of the event, the afternoon, the evening, or whatever, oh, I forgot to do what I set out to do. Because so many other levels of influence distracted you from what your core interest was. Now, some people manage that much better than others. But still, it's a situation where we lose the importance. We lose the priority of what really matters to us. Now, this happens a lot of times where someone says, I'm not going to do that. They're not going to be able to convince me I'm not going to do that. And then after the event, the interaction, okay, I'll do it. This is where the distraction comes in. This is where the lack of focus comes in. This is where the commitment to the objective comes in. Now, we all are here, whether we know it or not, but we're all here with a duty. Everybody has a duty. Now, many people never know their duty and even pass through their entire life not realizing that they had a special calling, they had a special duty, they had a special responsibility, a special opportunity, actually. So, to remember that. Now, this is subtler. This is something deep inside. I've come here and I I so much want to help the children. I've come here and I so much want to protect the animals, protect the environment. 
we have these broader contribution concepts that we want to do as a life mission and we have difficulty getting to it not so much getting it done getting to it I mean let's be honest we're all in a situation where you have to have pre-training you have to have this information you have to have a variety of prerequisites to get that job, to get that education, to get this opportunity, to get involved with those people, to get to the point where you can do what your heart wants you to do. And as we know, many, many people give up on their dreams. And your dreams are really your higher calling. It's really your duty, shall we say, duty to yourself to be the best person you can be, to make the best contribution you could make, to fulfill that inner drive that says, I would really like to do this and I want to do it the rest of my life and it's important to me and I want to make it uh, a difference. Now these people, they're the on, on a higher level. These people that have this calling, have this drive, have this focus on something greater than themselves. Greater than getting a job and having money and, and having kids and having a house and having this and having, having, getting, gimme, 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 gimme. They've moved out of this self-gimme, a magnetic state of life. And they've come to the platform of, let me do something that matters. What is my calling? Let me fulfill my calling, my heart's dream, my heart's desire my dreams and you find these people that when they actually stay focused and they go ahead and they do everything they can do to get themselves in the position where they fulfill their heart's desire what they really feel they're here for they become happy they become fulfilled we've talked on our program before the concept of selfish or selfless and now we're talking about the remembering to be selfless and it is a higher level of enjoyment, a higher level of realization, a higher level of contribution. And many, many people who have a calling, if you will, it's in that category of giving, of achieving, of contributing. And that's uh, the reward that they seek in their life. And they try, they focus, they endeavor, they are determined to get to that position, to get to the qualifications, to be able to contribute like that continuously. And they, they, they end up meeting the end of their life happy. I should say content. They did what they set out to do. They achieved a positive contribution. They made the contribution that they believe was very important in their lives. Now, we're in a situation, socially speaking, we're trying to make a positive contribution in a maddened society that's driven by people who are totally selfish or driven by people that are invisible to you. And they're influencing you without your knowledge. They're causing you anxiety. They're causing the planet anxiety, the environment anxiety, the whole structure anxiety, and don't care. And you never get to meet them to find out who they are and why they are so hell-bent on things being a certain way. But you still can achieve your greatest contribution. You still can get through all this, but you have to research outside the box. 
You cannot research in the conventional ways because the conventional ways are controlled by the people who want to control us. Many people can't believe that. Many people aren't ready to believe that. But if you step forward and you want to put something forward that's outside the box, if you want to make a contribution that's superior to what everybody's been doing all along, well, that's the way we do it. You'll then run into the influences, the forces, the the contrary to your common beliefs. No, you can't work outside the box. No, there's no room for innovation. No, there's no money to spend for this or that. It's all nailed down by some other organizational focus on a higher platform. This is where all of the thoughts, all of the uh, theories, all of the etc. is about uh, an elite, secret, hidden managers, governance, uh, influences of people that you never get to know who they are. They have representatives who tell you, oh, this is the way it is. No, no, you can't change it. No, no, no. Never mind. Look, I'm not going to take that upstairs. No, 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 no. Well, wait a minute. (laughs) Isn't upstairs mean... What's good? Isn't good better than bad? Isn't it product- productive and contribu- contributing and healthy, etc., etc., better than <clears throat> this destructive mentality that we see all around our society? So, <clears throat> this is where people fall down. They give up on their dreams because they're fighting against a system that is not meant for the development of the human society. It is not meant for anything but control by a few and uh, dominance by a few. And some people have to learn that the hard way. Some people learn by studying outside the box. And other people never even twick to it, never even understand. Now let's get a bit higher. From the concept of an eternal living entity in a temporary material body, we come into this life as a newborn. We grow to be educated, to understand, to become intelligent, to make a positive contribution. And we do our best to make that contribution through our particular life, sometimes learning, sometimes faulting, sometimes confused, sometimes intelligent, sometimes stupid. And we leave this life with a mixture of results and a mixture of um, reactions that we caused. And then we take another birth. And we try again. And we try with our resources we learned from the last life. With the level of development and consciousness that we achieved, we move forward in the next life. In the Vedic literature it says, if you achieved uh, 10% of self-realization... By the grace of the Lord in the next life, you start at 11. He gives you a 1% up shot, uh, improvement. So, there's a positive opportunity there. And you bring forward that into your next life. And into your next life. And into your next life. Now, wait a minute. We're talking about temporary goals in a life and some long-term plan that is running in the back life after life after life after life but here's the rub we forget the memory is part of the body and we generally forget everything when we take a new birth 
And so we have to revive our lost consciousness by education, experience, what have you, to the point where we actually reawaken to that 11% and get back on to our long-term work and contribution. So the forgetfulness that we're talking about now is the forgetfulness caused by birth and death. And people rarely stop to think about that, that maybe I'm here on a long-term plan to achieve a long-term goal. And that I need to revive what that goal is, but I'm distracted by all the circumstances and surrounding events and people in this particular life. But from an overall eternal living entity, birth after birth and death and birth and death and birth and death, this per- current situation of these current people and this current uh, predicament I'm in is not very important. Reviving the long-term plan and the long-term responsibility and the long-term intended contribution, that is very important. But most people don't go that extra mile to get to that. They get wrapped up in trying to fix the faults, correct the wrongs, right the wrongs. And it causes frustration, anger, confusion, uh, demoralization. But we have to rise above that as intelligent living entities in the human form of life with the capabilities to do analytical analysis and understanding of a predicament and make a positive intelligent decision about your contribution you have to let go of the things that are distracting you that are really just relative to this short life and revive remember the long-term plan, the long-term duty and responsibility you have taken on. I mean, if you are an eternal living entity, you're not going to get much out of a few-minute experience, shall we say, as one lifetime. You're going to eventually, gradually, logically, have a long-term plan. And you go through a life and you come back out of that life and you stop and reevaluate and you go through another life and come back out of that one. And when you're outside at that break between birth and death, between death and birth, excuse me, you note, well, what's my progress? Have I made a positive contribution or have I not? And so much of it, it says in the Vedic literature, 80% of your advancement is determined by your association. So look around you and look at your association. Is anybody in your association helping you to consider your long-term contribution, your long-term plan? No. Only the people that have accepted the spiritual master and follow his instructions can revive that consciousness. That is what the spiritual master does. The Vedic literature says the living entity takes one birth from the parents and he takes his second birth from the spiritual master. So the intelligent person, when he realizes he's being frustrated at every turn in this material world, seeks answers, and he therefore seeks the spiritual master. When he finds the spiritual master, he takes instructions from the spiritual master. That is his second birth, and he can revive his long-term plan. Then he requires, then he's happy with association of other 
awake students of the spiritual master. The whole rest of the human civilization is simply in a dream to you. They're just marking time, wasting time, being distracted, trying to enjoy, ignoring the pain, in denial, abusing other people, being abused by other people, etc. But when you're awake, you see all of that as external and having no practical benefit, no progressive benefit. Because the spiritual master revives your eternal duty, work, responsibility. So if you're in a situation where you find yourself frustrated at every turn, where you find your heart, your commitment, you know this is right, this is moral, this is beneficial, this is good, good for the people, good for the planet, good for the animals, good for the plants, good for good, 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 and I still can't do it. It means you need to approach the spiritual master and listen and learn and revive the higher consciousness so you can make a contribution, a positive contribution in spite of all of the nonsense that's being done in the, uh, in the name of advancement of society. Society is not advancing. The Vedic literature teaches that this is the declining age, this age. It's been going for 5,500 years. And this age is an age of decline. It isn't getting better. It's getting worse. The frustration, the anxiety level, the quality of everything, particularly start at the food and water. The nutritional value in the food is down the drain and the purity of the water is down the drain. I was listening to a counselor talk on the show previously here today. Our water in this town is the best water. It's proven to be good. Well, it's not either because you don't even test for pharmaceutical drugs that cause estrogen from birth control pills and antidepressants and uh, uh, antibiotics. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on on heart medicine, such and such. It's all going into the rivers because none of the treatment systems in the world address the content of pharmaceutical drugs in their waters. So when you look at bacteria and you look at sodium count and you look at a variety of elements, it's not a problem. Maybe you're looking at heavy metals. But when it comes to what is society's impact on the water, it's a psychoactive nonsense mess that's screwing up the, uh, the society. The prevalence of uh, gender-bending drugs, mimickers, chemicals. It goes on and on and on that are all unnatural. And it's in the water. You, there's no doubt about it. You can taste it. So these things are going on. The water is deteriorating. The food is deteriorating. The relationship of the husband and wife is deteriorating. There's so many broken families, hundreds and hundreds. The percentage is way up there. I don't know. It's 50, 60, 70 percent. I don't know. It changes. It's just getting worse. The same thing with siblings. They don't get on. Same thing with the family members. They don't get on. Disrespectful children to the parents. Disrespectful parents to the children. There isn't the unity, the harmony, the affection, the sacrifice, the selflessness in humans. And therefore, selfishness dominates. And when selfishness dominates, everything else suffers. And we have that going on so bad now. Everybody. 
Everybody is cheating for money. They don't have a moral compass that says, I'm not going to lie to you. I can tell you right now, there isn't anybody listening to this who isn't a liar. I don't have to, I have to call you a liar. You know you do. I lie when it behooves me. I lie when there's an opportunity. I lie when I need to. No, humans are not supposed to lie. Humans are supposed to have a firm commitment to the truth. Because lying doesn't change the truth. Lying just contaminates you that you did not stick to the truth. So your life deviates little teeny bit every time you lie. Oops, a little bit of deviate. Oops, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it leads to birth in the lower species of life and you lose your overall quest. So this issue of forgetfulness is actually a very important issue. You can't allow people to distract you. You cannot allow yourself to have the electronic devices around you so much you can't remember doing the right thing is important to you. You have to remember your eternal voyage, duty, and responsibility. You have to revive your eternal lost consciousness. You have to seek out the spiritual master, life after life after life. Surrender to the spiritual master and he awakens you again and again and again. Because a real spiritual master is not forgetful. He is not subject to the laws of nature. He is purified. His body is a special body that does not get the deteriorating conditions. He is not illusioned. He's God-conscious at birth. He's God-conscious his entire life. He's God-conscious at death. He's God-conscious at the next birth, the next life, the next life, the next life. And when you meet him, he reawakens you. He's empowered. You actually could be empowered, but you have to refocus. You have to be awakened. Everyone, everyone is to accept a spiritual master. All the great saints and sages all accept a spiritual master. We can't do it. We, living entities, small individual persons, with small degree of independence and determination and potential, we cannot revive ourselves without the grace of the spiritual master. And society doesn't teach that. They want you to think that this absolutely disgusting education system is all you need. And it is nothing. It's gotten so bad in my lifetime. I look at what they're educating the children at now and I'm abhorred. It's shockingly ridiculous. Retarded information. That's all it is. Making retards out of great, strong, potential people. And they have to... Forge on. They have to make a quest of their life to find the information that they need. And the first level of understanding is you need a spiritual master to help you remember you are an eternal living entity, not the temporary material body. And as the eternal living entity, you have a long-term duty and you need to remember it and revive it and fulfill it.
Now, the highest level of long-term duty is service to God. Come to the material world and render service to the Lord to reclaim the fallen souls who are wandering around looking for the truth, looking for the answer. You become a servant, a student of the spiritual master, and serve him. Spread his mission. And that mission is to revive the consciousness of the living entities who are so forgetful. He is constantly coming and going and coming and going to give you knowledge, and he's using his students to help canvas and find the people that need to awaken. You are undoubtedly one of them. Accept the spiritual master, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Read his books, starting with Bhagavad Gita as it is. You will revive your lost consciousness. You will revive your eternal duty. You will make the contribution that nullifies all the anxiety and frustrations that you're experiencing now and can't seem to solve. This is the message of the Vedic wisdom. Accept the bona fide spiritual master. Read the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is. Waken to your long-term eternal duty and become happy permanently. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.